Stand for evil. I'm not happy. What? Why is that? I fooled us. <laughs> fooled you. Damn you! You thought you were safe. This yeah, I thought we were going to get out of January without a single Jeffuary situation. No. No. It's yeah. No. It turns out uh, I had one more one more killer up my sleeve. Yeah, um, and it's all thanks to Shadow Swimmer, who sent us an email a while back. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, first off, uh, some 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 behind the scenes stuff. Uh, we we forgot that last week was our 400th episode. <laughs> so we're gonna count this as the belated celebration of our 400th episode <laughs> with a Jeffuary episode <laughs> right at the tail end of January tonight. We give you Jeff the Killer Redux. Uh, so Jeff the Killer Redux is by Shadow Swimmer or Shadow Swimmer seventy seven. Uh, you can find it on the SpinPasta wiki, which is spinpasta.fandom.com. <laughs> um, and uh, it was actually a competitor with the Jeff stories uh, during like 2015. Um, like it competed against the Jeff the Killer 2015 uh, entry by Ben and Kellum. That was the, the, the winning entry of the Jeff the Killer contest that Creepasta wiki had um, back in 2015, I guess. Uh, and this was one of the entries that uh, went up against it. Um, and Shadow Swimmer sent us an email asking if we'd be if, if we if we could stomach one more Jeff the Killer story. <laughs> so well, no, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've yeah. We, so time time to review or time to go through Jeff the Killer Redux. Redux. Remix. So going to start with the rundown as always. Uh, it's basically the traditional Jeff the Killer origin story that we've all read multiple times at this point. <laughs> some of us forced to read <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> um, but with some reworks, some retooling, and some additions. Some reduxes. Uh, yeah, it's a redux. <laughs> um, we we get a, a much more detailed opening kill scene before going into the past to see where the origin began of this killer. Um, so Jeff and his family move into a new city from the, from their older one after Jeff is implicated in the suicide of his girlfriend, Katie. Uh, this whole situation leaves a lot of tension within the family, uh, certainly between the parents and Jeff. Lou, however, is still Jeff's best friend and understanding bro. Um, after being invited to a neighbor's party the next day, um, there is a morning argument on the first day of school. Uh, which is a Friday for Jeff and Lou. And Jeff storms out of the house and begins conversing with his dead girlfriend because uh, he hears her in his head, which shows how Jeff's mental state is at the moment. Um, Lou eventually catches up and offers support. Um, as they reach the bus stop, they encounter Randy, Troy, and Keith, the iconic bullies of the story. Uh, beating up a kid over a bus fare. They stop it prematurely, and after Lou gets knocked out of the fight, Jeff loses it and kicks their asses, almost ready to kill them. But 
Lou manages to snap him out of his uh, his bloodlust. <laughs> uh, they flee the scene, and at school, Jeff grips with the fact that the voice of Katie that he's been hearing for weeks on end uh, in his head is starting to change into a, this malicious force uh, with within him, and it seems like it's uh, it's trying to take control of him during that fight. Uh, and apparently even he is uh he even changed uh, almost physically like Lou looked at him and saw that he had like uh his his eyes went completely black like a shark's eyes like a doll's eyes sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. um when they get home uh, police arrive and accuse Jeff of starting the fight given Randy's dad being the sheriff and that they did a check on Jeff's criminal record from their old house uh, they're inclined to believe Randy's story since there was nobody around to tell them otherwise or to try and like back up Jeff and Lou. Um, however, Lou comes to, his, to, to Jeff's aid yet again and confesses to have started the fight, getting taken to juvie in the process. Uh, this adds further tension with Jeff and his parents, and Jeff continues spiraling into the dark dreams and presence within him. Uh, he wakes the next afternoon to his parents pushing him to join them to meet the neighbors across the street for that birthday party they were uh, invited to. It's there Jeff meets the kid who was previously beaten up um, that they stopped the fight from, or they stopped the uh, the beating of prematurely, uh, Billy. And after some talking and friend-making, may, Billy may be able to help Jeff and Lou, um, since his family are the richest in town, and Billy can vouch for their side of the fight. But then Randy and his goons arrive and threaten Jeff into coming out beyond the uh, the property uh, to get a beatdown, um, to which he complies, not wanting to stir up trouble any further at the party. Um, they take him out into the woods, where Keith proceeds to knock Jeff out with a bottle. It is in that unconscious void that the presence takes full control, killing old Jeff in the process. Or at least drowning him, presumably. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, presumably. Like it, it, it seems pretty like kind of like well, this is like the final takeover or possession of that other consciousness or that other presence in his mind. Um, the new killer Jeff then dispatches the bullies brutally uh, before running off. We we cut two time later, um, like several weeks, and Jeff sneaks back into his house to grab things that were once Katie's that he kept, such as her white hoodie and black-haired wig. Um, he also carves out a smile on his face so that he can always smile, just like Katie's voice wanted him to. Um, he is found in the bathroom by his grieving mother, uh, who is then killed by him before she has a chance to apologize for being so cold toward him in the recent, uh, in the recent time. And then Jeff goes off to kill his father and Lou, presumably. Thus concluding the origin of Jeff the Killer. The first time for the last time for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, now we shall move on to Everyone Tolerates the Grandma Inquisitions! At this point, I've got, I've got one or two. The odd one. Um, I'm going to start with this one. John reached to the figure in one last silent entreaty. So I kind of learned a new word today, and I'm throwing this in the grammar position because I've always thrown these one, these into the grammar positions. Um, entreaty, noun, 
an earnest or humble request. I've never actually heard the word or like read the word entreaty. And I was like kind of confused as to what it meant. So I learned a word. I honestly read over that word because I didn't know that <laughs> word either. I should have also looked it up, but I did not. How dare. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Uh, but onto my, uh, my inquisition. Jeff took a step towards the officers whose eyes widened slightly. Their hands hovering towards their holster gun. Okay, I misread this the first time. <laughs> now that I'm reading it a second time, I realize I this is not a typo. Okay. Because when I read this the first time, I was Jeff. Uh, Jeff took a step towards the, the officers whose eyes widened silently. <laughs> oh. and, and my whole comment was going to be like, how are their eyes widening otherwise? Like, that generally doesn't make a sound. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, really like, crick. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that, that was that was a, a beef up me. I'm leaving this in. That's <laughs> this fine. Is, yeah. Uh, okay, so my apologies. That is not a that is not a typo. <laughs> um. Uh, but this one is. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> uh, for an indeterminate time, Jeff simply wallowed in grief and pain, accumulated. Losses of Katie, his old home, and now his brother, simply too much to bear. Uh, so I think it should be a, the accumulated loss. It, I don't think cumulated is a word like by itself without the a, the, the, the a and the C at the front or the extra A and C at the front. Without looking it up, I believe you're correct. Because yeah. I've also never heard that. Accumulated is gathered together and combined. Just like cumulated the way it is. Yep. Okay. What is ac- ac- oh, accumulated, I, I think, is similar. Accumulated. It's just like a different way of doing it. Great. I love the English language. Yeah. It's fast. It's almost like we constantly like try and find shortenings of things. Yeah. That's probably worse. Past tense. Oh, okay. So accumulated is past tense. Accumulated is present tense. Okay. Shouldn't it be in the past tense then? Then yeah, it technically should be in the past tense, yeah. The accumulated losses of Katie, his home, and now his brother, simply too much to bear. Because it would be cumulative losses if all these things happened just now. Yeah. They didn't all just happen just now. Yeah, it's it's, they've been they've been accumulating over the past past. (laughs) So I'm I'm gonna say that it's accumulated, personally, and I believe I agree with you. Okay, motion passed. <laughs> we're just like, we're just gonna slide past um, my, uh, Mikey's uh, judgment call. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's my grammar question, guys. <laughs> so, uh, Mikey, the East stands for evil. I hand you the torch and pitchfork. All right, uh, I have. One here. Uh, do, do the police hoped to question him regarding the deaths of the three boys since Jeff was the last one. Anyone had seen them with a lie. So I think I corrected that, but there's no comma there. So just last one, anyone. Oh, weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I feel like a comma would fix that. Um, in between last one and anyone? Yeah. 
potentially. It, it still seems a bit yeah. odd. I, I, um, I get where it's trying to say, but yeah, I think I think a comma would help that. Or the last one that anyone had seen. Yeah. <laughs> with them. Yeah, because the way uh, the way with the comma, it almost sounds like the last one anyone had ever seen. Like kind of like emphasize you had to emphasize the anyone a little bit more. Whereas mm-hmm. the that is kind of helping the emphasis. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like a comma there. I don't see how you prefer that. If anything, the comma should be uh, the police uh, hope to question him regarding the deaths of the three boys, comma, since Jeff was the last one anyone had seen them with alive. Okay, yeah, that one is, and there's not a comma, like the, the, but there is a comma missing there, right? It's just in that spot. Yeah, the whole thing is one long sentence. It needs a comma somewhere. Yeah, it needs some kind of something to break it up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe have the comma after the police like wanting to investigate him because he was the last one anyone had. Uh, maybe it's because the repetitions is it's throwing us off. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's like, like last one, anyone. Like, there's just a single word like separating the two ones from being there. So, so the next one here, uh, she stuck her head into the bedroom and hissed her husband's name, receiving no response. Uh, I feel whisper would have been a better word. No, she's a snake. Was that not established earlier? I mean, <laughs> I mean, hissing is a, like it's like. Uh, what, what's what's his, what's his dad's name? I remember Peter. it was mentioned this Peter. It's like Peter, Peter, like that. That's hissing. That, to me, that's hiss. Like like because it's higher. It's a high pitch like whisper. Do do a whisper hiss. of it. Peter, Peter. Now do a hiss. Peter, Peter. It's <laughs> just slightly more okay. Interested. It's it's. I mean, at this point, this is semantics. Like it, it, hiss. Like to me, I, you can use hiss in the same places like whisper because it's a, high, a, sm, a It's a uh, it's a low, high pitch voice. Like or it's a, it's a quieter high pitch, like sound. <laughs> when I think of a hiss, I think of something that is like drawn out. So it'd be like Peter. Okay. Like not whispered though. It'd be like <laughs> like a hiss isn't necessarily a whispered tone to me. A whispered hiss would be a whisper that is like stretched out, in my opinion. So it'd be like Peter. Oh, just Peter. be like, just be like Peter. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> it's not necessarily quiet, is what I'm trying to say, in my opinion. Okay, fair. I mean, I've also heard like a lot of like I've read it a lot in like people like like hissing their like their their uh like somebody's name. When they're like trying to covertly like get their attention, but God, English language is terrible. Whisper yeah, well... is the main word for that. Yeah, but there are other words you can use for description. No, there should only be one word for Fuck everything. Fuck that. Okay, That's I'm what fighting English you on this. Is <laughs> I'm already working on making it. God damn it. Okay, so I, I will agree to disagree, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Whisper could also be used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say this, if the rest of the sentence was being flowery with a whole bunch of uh, non-standard words, then yes, by all means. But it's okay. one flowery <laughs> word surrounded by a bunch of normality. All right, whatever. And I have a conjunction junction, but it has some dialogue in it because technically... How dare you? <laughs> well, it's technical dialogue because it's italicized because it's the the thoughts oh, or whatever. Yeah, it's Thought the, the, the thoughts in her head. Or the thoughts in his head. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it wouldn't be an El Dente episode without a conjunction junction, so... Toot, toot. <laughs> that's it. That's all. I'm, I'm not adding in like, the extra, the, the normal thing. It's just like that. Yeah. It's eyes. The eyes that watched John as his life flowed through his fingertips were unblinking and dark, black as the pits of hell. It wasn't Lou's fault, and Jeff knew he hadn't meant anything by his comment. But that didn't lessen the sting. It's not their fault. It's okay, Jeff. But I wish you wouldn't feel bad. It's so much better here, you'll see. It was the same voice he heard in the quiet times he talked to Katie, but different. It would be so easy, so easy to end this now. And as for the look Lou had seen on Jeff's face as he loomed over the defeated bullies, Jeff remembered exactly what he was feeling at that moment, an intense desire to rip and cut. But it wasn't to be. But at the thought of Lou locked away and doing God knew what, Jeff felt his already cloudy mood blacken even further. It felt as if a huge weight was lifted off of Jeff's shoulders. But they never found a body. But any joy she felt was lost in the void left by her missing child. But the victims had been ripped apart. The savage nature of the attacks practically incapable of being administered by a human, let alone a teenage boy. It scared her to think of the police accusing Jeffrey of the crimes. It terrified her to consider they might be right. It was a moment before she realized that the figure curled on the bathroom floor, clutching a kitchen knife, was her son, Finn. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot less uh, than I was expecting. <laughs> like, I didn't, I, again, I wasn't actively looking for them while I was reading, but I was like, I was, I was, when you, when you even proposed that there's a conjunction, I was like, oh, should I miss a bunch? It's like, it really was like at the start and then at the end, <laughs> there was a lot of conjunction, junction. And, a and lot then of it was the, the head voice. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's you can get away with that because that's like somebody talking, and mm-hmm. God knows we talk dumbly. <laughs> we we don't talk correctly <laughs> on the best of times. <laughs> no, we talk good. Yeah, we talk we always, super good here. <laughs> we are the gooderest talkers. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, that that's that can you can get away with that when it's in dialogue. But oh. that being said, there was a number. Of sentences yeah. that started with words that they probably shouldn't, and that is the reason that Mikey does these conjunction junctions to highlight all those. Yes, there's always better words, as long as it's not in dialogue. <laughs> yes, or outside outside of dialogue, I should say. Mm-hmm. So is that it, Mikey? <laughs> yes. Okay. One of these days, and on to gamer. He always ends on the. I really, I really. <laughs> one day I'll learn. 
<laughs> or won't. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and on to Gamer. Mm-hmm. My first one is I learned a thing. It's a, mm-hmm. in regards to a rash of murders. Rash meaning a lot of murders. I've never heard yeah. that before. Okay. And then my next one is... Um, so there's the intro with the news, and that's fine. And then uh, it starts with the kid saying, Dad, Dad, Daddy, uh, from where he sat on the couch, John Morrison's side. Nightly news blaring on the television in front of them, in front of him. This is the third time David called since he had put the eight-year-old to bed over two hours ago. So when I first read this, I thought that John Morrison was the kid who just talked and was sitting there okay. watching the news because we just had... Um, the dialogue of the news being played and then this these words are said and then it's immediately followed by a name yeah it's it's definitely one of those things that would translate perfectly in like of an audio medium because you'd have a different voice but in the written format like there should be like at the end of that daddy should say like uh, a child's voice rang out (laughs) or something like that or the way that i wrote it okay it goes dad dad daddy and then after (laughs) that um Actually, I did say it basically the way you did, but I tabbed it down. Uh, little Davy called out for the third time since the eight-year-old was put to bed. John Morrison sighed as the nightly news blared on the television in front of him. Yeah. Sorry, I, I started chuckling because it was like, uh, Little Davy uh, uh, called out for the last, uh, for the third time, for the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will be his last time as John Morrison yeah, yeah. gets up and grabs a knife. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, but he won't this be the is one. A that John, goes, the so. killer story, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll get to that in my in my actual thoughts. Will you? Yeah. Trust me. Just g- give me a second. But yeah, okay. continue. Continue your grab position. Um, this is at the end of the intro part where Jeff goes, "Shh, the killer purred, go to sleep," and then it tabs down and says "before," which is probably in italics. It is. <laughs> it's see. Here's the thing. Like what. As it is like as it's formatted in the on, on Spin Pasta fandom uh, or Spin Pasta Wiki, the 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 uh, all of the, um, the it's italicized all throughout and it's also bolded in certain aspects like when when Jeff the killer is talking and yes. specifically when when um, Katie is talking, um, but she's a lot more malicious like in his head. Yeah. Um. So I actually like the italics and the bold use in the story as it is in this. But yeah, it's also italics are the worst. <laughs> You're so fucking subtle. I feel like I feel like the before and also like the later. I think it's later, like uh, or sometime later. Like I think happens after Jeff goes like killer. Um, and then it segues to like his mom and stuff like that. I feel like those ones should be like probably um, like underlined. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Or like in brackets or something. Yeah, even brackets, I, I, that would be good too. Well, and in regards to this one where it just says before and then it skips down to the next paragraph. Mm-hmm. It's too small. Like, in my opinion, I feel like it should be a rough timeline, something like a month ago. So you have a rough idea of what's going on instead of just before. Well, it's, again, trying to like it's it's sort of like this is the if this was a slash like this almost honestly like the whole time i was reading this this felt like a slasher movie so like this is the killing the killing scene or like the the opening kill scene and then we cut to like yeah i I know um skip to before which could be a month ago fair okay so you want a little bit more specific in movies when this exact (laughs) thing happens it skips like at the end of the intro kill 
it pops up on the screen saying like three months ago, like a, a specific. No, it doesn't day, always do days. that. <laughs> it just it doesn't before. No, it do, usually just fades to black and then pans out, and you you're you're to assume that time has passed. Now, uh-huh. to counter myself, usually the time is forward, not backward. <laughs> um, but I have heard, I have, I have watched some slasher flicks where they, where they, where the killing scene happens, um, happens uh, like in the future, and then they cut to the past, and you see the character who who was just killed, like still alive. So you're to presume that it's in the past. So, I feel like every time I see this happen in movies, there's always a date. Not, not I've, specific, I've, but a vague date. Either way, yeah, we'll yeah. agree to disagree. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I also could th- could like have this like yeah like uh, maybe maybe if it was like centered, like or like or there was the horizontal yeah. line to cut the to cut the sections and to like separate them. I guess that might also help. <laughs> yes. Like it's also in the same font styling as the uh, the dreams and the thoughts and everything. Yep. Yep. So yeah. you have to do something to differentiate it from those things. Yeah. Because it's not a thought. That I can time skip. Yeah. yeah. That I can agree with. <laughs> okay. Finally we agree on something. <laughs> Finally. Speaking of agreeing on something, moving to my next one, I just put in a short little note of fuck italics for thoughts. Moving on. <laughs> Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's annoying. I mean, how are you? Like, okay. What? It's it's not that bad, but in this one, I just hate italics in general. That that is fair. Yeah. We we it's have a we, yeah. Sorry. You know why? I keep saying yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Italics. No, they never. They never. Or some depending on the font. It's sort of a hit or miss if they're if they're done right, like because sometimes some people will use, sometimes the font will actually help exti- uh, help um, accentuate the italics. Like you'll actually be able to like see the difference a lot more clearly if you're like reading it. Like so you're not like eyeballing like inches from the screen to like see the difference. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just the way that my brain is, but mm-hmm. pretty much every single time I read a creepypasta and has italics in it. It's hard for me to notice. It is not immediately clear that this is not the same. Fair. And I mean, that's 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 the thing that could be like, yeah, like it. And honestly, like I I get that visual trap sometimes too. So. Mm-hmm. Either way, moving on. Okay. Uh, sorry, just looking over this to make sure. <clears throat> this is uh, Billy saying this. Yes, I think I can help you. My father knows people. I'm sure I can get him to straighten everything out. He felt as, as, as if a huge weight was lifted off Jeff's shoulders. I would, ellipses, you have no idea how much it would mean to me, Billy. So, he would what? Like, the wording on that is weird. Okay, I gotta pull this up. Because <laughs> Jeff is responding to Billy saying that he will straighten everything out by saying, I would. You have no idea. How much th- that would mean to me? Is he saying like I would appreciate that, but like he cuts himself I, off? I think I think yeah. He's he's basically like I would, and then he's like he's trying to grapple with the right words, like for his appreciation about this. Like, I guess I I only thought of that aspect of it right now. My correction I did was you would, 
you have no idea how much that would mean. Oh, yeah, that would that would probably be a better fix. Would if is like you would like because he he can help him. For it's me, like you, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that would I think that would work. Yeah, I think I think honestly, maybe it should just be you would and then dot to dot. You, you have no idea how long that would like. Yeah, that would that would that I think that would fix it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Also, it's funny because I'm going to be reading this this uh, sentence for a completely different reason than actual thoughts. <laughs> Excellent. Love you, you keep like you keep like like pinning out like like or like pinpointing like uh, lines that I'm going to end up like tackling in actual thoughts. <laughs> you can chime in if you want. No, I don't want to time, time in now. Okay, fine. So moving on to uh, on to this one. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, uh, I'm just going to read this whole paragraph just because it's short, okay. and I have a whole problem with this. Okay. Time passes, ellipses. Margaret's eyes opened where she lay next to her husband. Something had caught her to wake, had caused her to wake at two in the morning, though truth be told, she's been sleeping very lightly late, lately. Moving quietly to avoid disturbing Peter, she swung her legs over the side of the bed and drew a robe around herself. When Peter and Bob Randall were alerted to the emergency by Billy's panicked pleading and had initially found the motionless forms of the boys who had taken Jeff, comma, she had been terrified he was dead, period. But they never found the body. For more than two months, she had barely slept. Frantic, she would somehow miss the call that would give her the barest shred of hope of finding her boy. Now, something had woken her. And then the start of the next paragraph is she slipped down the hall and paused briefly to check in on Luke. So... This paragraph. I think I know what your problem is, but yeah, continue. <laughs> this paragraph pissed me off. Okay, and it's sort of my fault, but sort of not. Okay. Here's the thing. At first, I thought that this was Jeff's mother. Okay, and it is. But hear me out. Since okay. Peter's the husband and everything, and I forgot mm-hmm. the name of Jeff's mother. Honestly, at this point, when I was reading this, because it was only said twice. Yeah. But then it brings up. Peter and um, whoever Bob Randall is, which I assume is Billy's father, um, and saying that they were alerted to Billy's pleading is what I thought, which made me think that this was all happening in the same household, a.k.a. Billy's household. So then I shifted thinking that this was in Billy's house. His mother, her name was Margaret, and the father is also a Peter. Um, But Billy's mother was Barbara before. So I suppose her husband is also Peter and everything, like, whatever, fine. But, like, since time has passed since this point, maybe the previous parents divorced and the father got to keep the kids or something. <laughs> right. Anyways, um, so, uh, however, frustratingly, at the start of the next paragraph, it says that she checked in on Lou. So I just read that whole paragraph, and in my head, I'm like, okay, this is in Billy's house. Uh, they woke up because they heard Billy making a noise, and they're going to go check on him. But then... It says Margaret went down to check on Lou. So I'm like, shit, I suppose this is in Jeff's house then. Well, either way, fine, it's in Jeff's house, whatever. The fathers found the bodies when the kids uh, were killed and everything great. So then I start doing a rewrite on all this. Reading paragraphs and paragraphs after this, after I've done a rewrite on this, realizing, wait, why is this not shifting over to Billy at all? He was pleading and waking everyone up. Oh, no. So it turns out that I I think it was meaning that Billy found the bodies and Billy 
isn't currently waking people up at this hour at night right now. So basically the way it was written was kind of like ass backwards in my opinion, because it made me believe that they were waking up due to Billy currently making noises now. And I had to re rethink and rewrite this paragraph like three or four times to try to fix it. And it upsets me. So I'm sorry if I'm being negative with this. I, I have never swore more while doing notes in the story ever in my entire quote unquote career. I'm just sitting here reading a story, doing notes like this morning as I'm waking up. And then you just hear me go, fuck shit. <laughs> like, God, ah, why? <laughs> like sitting here quietly in my room, swearing at my monitor. Uh, so you sound like you're that, about to cry there for a second. It's like my monitor. Yeah, kind of. It's fine. So, after all that, I assume this is what happened. In in the span of this short paragraph, Jeff's mom hasn't been sleeping well. She gets out of bed next to her husband. Billy previously found the bodies of the bullies. Jeff's mom is worried that Jeff is dead, too. But his body was never found. It's been two months. She's barely been sleeping, and she stays awake to hope that they find a call from Jeff and the fathers of the two families are the ones that ran over to Billy when he previously made noises. Cause he found the bodies previously. The rewrite, which is actually pretty you. easy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so first off, I didn't like the time skip where it just says time passes. Cause later on it says specifically two months anyway. So why not just make it two months pass? And then to start it off, because they haven't been using Margaret's name very much, instead of just starting with Margaret, go Margaret Woods' eyes opened. So immediately you know, okay, this is Jeff's mother. Great. And move along. And then remove the whole thing about when Peter and Bob Randall were alerted to the emergency by Billy's panicked pleading and had initially found the motionless forms of the boys who had taken Jeff, comma, she had been terrified he was dead. That is confusing. That yes. is the reason that I spent probably 30 or 40 minutes trying to understand what the hell was going on here. And I changed that to just, um, like, after she woke up, I changed it to Billy had initially found the motionless forms of the boys who had taken Jeff. And she had been terrified that Jeff was dead, too. That tells you that, okay, Billy found the bodies. It doesn't matter who Billy, who came to Billy's aid first. It doesn't matter. It just tells you that Billy found the bodies and the mother is scared that Jeff is dead because Jeff isn't here. And then the rest of it is fine. That Changing that one sentence just removed all the problems I had with this entire thing. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> Excellent. This, this, <laughs> this, this sentence, like when you read that entire paragraph, I was like, I remember like reading through this and like kind of passing by it, but like, and just taking it, but like, I, I do note this now the second time, like going through it, is like there's a there's way too much exposition in the middle of like somebody waking up because they because they uh they heard the slightest sound in their in their house. <laughs> yeah, and that slightest sound was not Billy, even though the no. next sentence was is, saying yeah. Billy making noises. <laughs> no, because it it's it's trying to push in this exposition of like who like what happened um after in the aftermath of of jeff's like kill spree in the woods mm-hmm. <laughs> like with the bullies now okay here's the thing um i'm this may be correct i may be correcting you i may not be i i read this and thought that 
so Billy alert, like Billy basically got the attention of his, his, his dad and Peter, like Jeff's dad to go and, and go check on Jeff and the bullies because like after the bullies and them left. So the, it was the dads that found the bodies. But honestly, I'll take yours. It doesn't really matter who found the bodies. Somebody found the bodies. <laughs> Correct. And the whole um, problem is that entire yes. long-winded <laughs> sentence is confusing and doesn't give any clear information. Correct. Because <laughs> you're right. That could be saying either the fathers found it or Billy. Yes. And no, that could be easily fixed by just removing it. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't matter. Also, I... The fact that, Rand, that Randy is a bully, but Billy and Bob's last name is Randall was also kind of confusing to me a couple occasionally <laughs> in the story. Yeah. So like Billy Randall and then Randy. It's like, wait, fuck. It's not Randy Randall, is it? No, it's Billy and Bob Randall, which are the last okay. names of like yeah, Randall's their last name, but then Randy is the first name of the of the main bully. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you on this. Like, I feel there's too much exposition just kind of crammed into this intro paragraph that is supposed to introduce us to the uh, to the scene of like uh, of time of like the two months pro- uh, two months later, like See, sort of situation. It is partially because there's too much, but there's also too little because it's not um, specified, like specifically what's going on. To the point that, again, I had to rethink this multiple times because I thought that Peter was making a noise now and woke everyone up because that's what it freaking said. Yeah. So it both needs less and more. <laughs> yeah, like, it, honestly, again, I, I I listened to the, like, I, I read through this and it, fe- it felt like, like this would be the scene in a movie where, like, fades to black as Jeff, like, go, uh, disappears into the darkness. And then, like there's a slight sound and then it suddenly like the, 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 the screen, the blackness fades away to Margaret getting up or like, kind of like, like kind of waking up and like doing all that kind of stuff. And then again, we, we, we will get like a flashback of like, of, uh, of Billy finding the, uh, like, or Billy leading the parents to the bodies in the woods and like kind of that stuff as she's creeping into the hallway to like find out what that noise is and such. Like, yep. 100% like this feels like it was made for a movie but it's because it's in the written format it it's sort of hurting a little bit mm-hmm. and not and that's not to say that you cannot describe exactly what you said in written format because you just said it with your words yeah exactly so it is very doable it just has to be yeah. done <laughs> yeah there just needs to be a little bit more context yeah but yeah, and thus ends my longest grammar and yellow <laughs> issue to date. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that is the most we've done. You've done for a grammar position. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of words. Yeah, like keeping it on my screen, I cannot see the previous one. <laughs> oh no! Like, I can only see like it's bigger than my entire screen right now. At least mm-hmm. with the the size that I normally use for my font and everything. Yes, that is it for my entirety of that. On to okay. actual notes now. Yes, on to the actual thoughts. Uh, so I'm going to start with this one here. At least a dozen deaths have been attributed to the individual dubbed the No Sleep Killer, though authorities speculate the true number of victims may be significantly larger. So I like that this is both a no- uh, this this feels like it's a, a nod to how like the victims are found like in their beds probably and like while they're sleeping or like as they go to sleep and some of that. Uh, like they go to they go to sleep alive and wake up dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but 
it, I feel like it's also a nod to the to a certain Reddit section. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Reddit no sleep, <laughs> like the no sleep killer. Yes, like it, 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 it's it's both really like it it works as a as a name for Jeff like in the news because of his whole like his kind of um uh, his operational standards of like killing people in their sleep, <laughs> and also I mean, for them to go to sleep at well, all. I, he didn't kill anyone in their sleep. Well, no, while they're in bed, or while they're near, they're in their bedrooms and stuff like that. I feel like is when he kill is when specifically when he kills people. Like he was going to go after, like he killed the child in the bed and stuff like that when he was awake. Yeah, in the in the intro kill scene. So yes, I'm just saying all the oh yeah yeah, yeah. kills that yeah. were done that we saw, none of them were when someone was already sleeping. So Fair. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Like they're dubbing him the no sleep killer. He says, "Go to sleep." To the person that he just killed, I, I understand. He I, I'm witnesses, not... so how would he get that name? Uh, because all the victims are found in their bedrooms. So, the news from 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 a news point of from a, a journalism point of view, that is how they would nickname him. Is because like all the victims were found in their in their bedrooms. Some of them on their beds, some of them like on the floor and some of that, but they were found in their bedrooms. So this killer is the no sleep killer. Like, Wouldn't it be like the bedroom killer or something? No, it like the no sleep killer. It makes it that it makes just as much sense. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I thought it was clever, <laughs> but okay. I'm not saying it's not clever. It's just I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, I'll I'll get to my. So earlier I said it's like uh like how Johnny's the killer and some of that. Uh, get to this scene here. Uh, cracking the door, John stuck his head through the opening. Here's Johnny! As he holds an axe in hand. Sorry, I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as I read that, it, like, he cracking the door. <laughs> Not cracking the door open, like, or cracking the door... Cracked the uh, door open with an axe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah. I just envisioned, like, the, like, John or, like, Johnny from, um, or the Here's Johnny scene from The Shining <laughs> as mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson breaks open that door. <laughs> um, but moving on, <laughs> um, uh, my decision was my own. I chose to go to sleep. It's so much better here. You'll see someday. Everyone will. And I kind of so this is like in regards to like Katie's um, uh, voice in 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 Jeff's head and stuff like that. And like initially, I, I like as it's going through, like you can kind of see like this is how like Jeff is kind of grieving over the loss of his his girlfriend is. He's hearing her voice in his head and stuff and having conversations with her. Um, and I, I kind of like that this is the starting seed of perhaps Jeff's obsession with getting people to go to sleep <laughs> when he kills them. Mm-hmm. Like, because Katie basically, like, this this Katie voice has kind of, like, instilled that in him. What I don't get, though, is how does that translate to him killing other people? Wouldn't that only convince him to kill himself so he can be with her again? No, because he's. It, it, it's okay. So uh, I understand it's yeah. a, a plot hook because it's yeah. about Jeff the killer. But realistically, <laughs> I am only saying this now because I don't have a note on this because I'm just thinking about it now. Um, wouldn't that realistically make him want to kill himself to join her though? It could go either way. Like maybe he wants to kill everyone. He wants everybody else to go to sleep first, and then he'll go to sleep. Which means he's, it's going to be a while before he goes the to sleep. Entire world. 
Yeah, exactly. And again, that's that's that could be part of the derangement or like whatever is possessing him, like like the the psychosis or the 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 presence that's in him that's that is thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's sort of like a weird like a like a chaotic evil sort of mentality <laughs> to use D and D alignments, <laughs> as we all should. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> but moving on. Uh, Jeff stared ahead, eyes fixed on nothing. I hear her, you know? In my mind, I hear her voice, clear as if she were standing next to me. Lou smiled gently. What does she say? Mostly that I should stop being so hard on myself, stop blaming everybody, that I should smile more, be happy. Lou laughed. Well, bro, sounds like disembodied voice Katie gives pretty good advice. And that she's still smarter than you. Jeff felt the corners of his mouth twitch ever so slightly. Yeah, isn't hard, huh? You got you got that right, Lou grinned. Come on, how about we start walking to the bus stop? We should still be able to make it. Won't make a great impression if we're late for the first day of school. Because I care about that. Lou glared and Jeff rolled his eyes. Okay, fine, Mom. But I'm not going back home to get my stuff. Got you covered. Lou passed Jeff his backpack and reached out a hand to help pull Jeff to his feet. Together, they started walking back down the street towards the bus stop. So the reason I read that is because as I was reading like this part of the story, I was like, shit, this, thus far reading, I almost want this to turn out all right for Jeff and Lou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's like this bittersweet wholesomeness going on in this story. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, such a bro. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's also like their interactions. Like it's like yeah, things are gonna turn all right, and there's the hit. <laughs> oh, things are gonna turn all right, and there's the hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's the drop. Um, and then I'll move on to my next one here. Honestly, Jeff mused. Katie was a little crazy. That thing with the wig. God, I was so pissed at her. Her hair was so pretty, but she insisted on wearing that ugly black thing. He paused. You know, I still have it. The wig. I mean, and a couple more of her things. I pulled them out of her locker before her folks got there to clean it up. Figured I'd want something to remember her by. Lou gave him a look. Huh. Maybe Katie wasn't the only one that was a little crazy in you guys. <laughs> in you guys. <laughs> now he has an accent. Good job. Okay, to be fair, like that that's actually my, my opening comment is like apparently Lou has a little bit of Brooklyn in him. <laughs> like use <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> in you guys relationship because like i when i read that like that's i it was it was kind of weird to me the way it read it was like um maybe katie wasn't the only one that was uh that was a little crazy in you guys relationship i was like you guys relationship i guess that's how you'd say it but like you guys is yeah you well it's it's you got hey it's it's your it's your apostrophe at the end of an s yeah it's the only one that they'll let me use yeah (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I I also kind of wanted to say like, use guys relationship to mice. <laughs> just like Which means that Christopher... the entire all all the people from the Woods family all talk like Christopher Walken. Yeah, Lou is Lou is Christopher Walken is played by a young Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh God, um, his father's played by an old Christopher Walken. Yeah. Also, I by an even younger one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, also. With regards to like the wig and and the 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 uh, the shirt that he gets 
from like we we they're the iconic pieces of of lose or of Jeff the Killer's attire, and uh, I like that so far like how the imagery of Jeff uh, like how the imagery of tra- Jeff is transpiring like the sweatshirt and black haired wig from his dead girlfriend, uh, and he he has ashen pale skin as a result of being an albino. Um, it it's all falling into place nicely as I read the story like his his uh, his image <laughs> I guess. Like the iconic image of Jeff the Killer. Like, yeah, it was all I, naturally building. You can see where it was going to build. And all yeah, that. it's not like he was he was dunked on with Javax and and alcohol, and then like set on fire, so his hair turned black. Yeah, <laughs> and his lips like blistered red. It's like no, it, he he was white because he was albino. Hence, adding on to like why people would pick on him because people are monsters, <laughs> and 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 hate and fear things that are different than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fucking people are, wor- are the worst. <laughs> um, but and again, like uh, we're we're like yeah, he has the 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 reason he has black hair is because he dons his uh his old his dead girlfriend's black wig, uh, and he wears her her uh her sweatshirt because like this part of her this like monster this like weird sinister part of her has like taken over Jeff, or the psychosis has taken over Jeff that makes him that way, um. And actually, speaking of like the like, is the psychosis is this like something else? Uh, we'll move on to the next thing I have, which is uh, locking himself locking himself in the stall at the end of the row. He collapsed, trembling. Lou was right; there had been something wrong about the fight, something unnatural. Even Tony loose comment about his eyes, and Jeff had no idea what to make of that. There was still the matter of the incredible strength he had temporarily possessed. And to that, I was like, oh, so we're getting a bit more of a supernatural angle with Jeff the Killer's nature. Um, and I'm down for that because, yeah, like there's a couple of times we've read stories of Jeff the Killer where it just makes no goddamn sense that he's human, <laughs> like, or like naturally, like even like an extraordinary human. <laughs> um, and I also like the idea, the, the, the whole thing about like the black shark like eyes. Uh, it's like a nice touch to his, uh, it's sort of like a nice, like, kind of, the Jeff the Killer entry. I thought that was just going to be like they said that at the start in the intro kill, but he was like hiding in the closet, so his eyes would have adjusted to the darkness, so they would have been really wide. Yeah. So I thought that it was just going to be that because they always see him when he was previously in the dark. Yeah, but, but no, it's that first it's, kill was during the day. Or sorry, the second kill. Sorry, <laughs> beating the shit out of the bullies the first time was during the day. Yes, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, so it just adds like an extra bit, like like again, there's something not supernatural, and it is also mentioned earlier, like while while um, Jeff and Lou are talking about Katie, that Katie was into like pagan rituals and such, like as being part of being like kind of gothy. So, it that might be a clue or a hint as to a supernatural element being applied here, it's like since yeah. it seems Katie's presence in Jeff's recurring dream um, gets more and more sinister and demonic as it goes. So like maybe there was maybe it's like sort of like the demon will will appear as something inviting and familial until it's too late, right? And she then it's it so, like she doesn't she never really liked Jeff at all. If she's cursed or, <laughs> or maybe it was uh, maybe it was an accident. Like again, like she's just maybe she's just a dumb goth teen who was playing with something she shouldn't have been <laughs> and accidentally cursed her boyfriend <laughs> after she killed herself. Um, 
or maybe yeah maybe she's turned into a demon as a result of like what happened and like so again like and this honestly like kind of feels like a possession thing like because the um the demon in in possession stories the demon will will try to be inviting and familial in dreams and in visions and such and then as it gets closer and closer to taking over it its true nature starts getting revealed so um but yeah so i i I did like the idea of this like it could be psychosis that like jeff is just like like in his psychosis he's getting extra like a boost to his strength because his limiters are, are coming off basically um and maybe his eyes just dilate like really badly when he uh when he goes into killer mode or maybe it's more of a possession thing like a demonic possession sort of scenario where like jeff is now becoming this like the the thing is just taking over jeff's body this uh this killer demon but uh, I will, I will move on. Uh, as cool as the eyes are, I kind of mm-hmm. wish they weren't a thing, because, like, without thinking about the eyes, then the entire thing can be a mundane story and believable. Yeah, but yeah, now and uh, albino eyes are typically red. Yeah, no fair. I don't know. I I like the supernatural. I always I always like the supernatural element when it's applied to a a killer and stuff of like that. So because it's it makes it while it makes it a little less real. Um, there's also that safety blanket <laughs> of like it, yeah. it's not too real. <laughs> uh, and I mean I've that's an age old opinion of mine <laughs> from this show. So yeah, uh, but it's like my mine it's is uh, immersion is always nice. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, though. And as for the look Lou had seen on Jeff's face, as he loomed over the defeated bullies, Jeff remembered exactly what he was feeling at that moment. An intense desire to rip and cut, to hurt, to kill. Um, don't you mean to rip and tear until it is done? Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I definitely I immediately like went to that. like An intense desire to rip and tear. Yep. I can take that off my notes. Okay. <laughs> um, next one here. Heading downstairs, he met his father at the front door. Good morning, sunshine. Glad to see you dressed up the, for the party. His father's usual mocking tone was tinged by barely restrained rage, daring Jeff to smart off. Jeff scowled, but remained silent. His mother bustled up. I gotta say, throughout the story, I, I feel like the story does a really good job at giving some strong emotional beats. Like when the brothers are together, like talking like earlier, it's, it came off to me really wholesome. And then when dealing with, with Katie's death or when Lou takes the fall, it invokes a really good tragic kind of like emotion in me. Um, And when the parents are being antagonistic to Jeff, I can feel that like, I can I can feel that like almost like physical tension growing. Like you could yeah. cut that with butter. <laughs> when you say parents, um, but it's really just the father that's a dick. I mean, the mom's not great either. Like the, the like the mom's a lot more subtle about it. The dad is like unrestrained almost. <laughs> yeah, with his well, the mother. His, just but the wants mom is the mom normal and try to pretend like they're a normal family. She's still being a bitch passive aggressively, like constantly in the story. Like I suppose she's masking it, but it's there. Like to me, anyway. Um, and I, again, like, and you can understand why, like the, the story does explain, give, give some reasons as to why they're being so antagonistic is because like they had to leave their entire lives 
across state because of because of what happened and because of the accusations of Jeff. And I mean, like they're not like it's it wasn't a, a like a perfect thing. Again, like they didn't back their son up when it happened when the stuff happened. Um, but again, like they're they're human. Like like people make mistakes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like at the end, we get like like no, they they really did care about Jeff. They just were frustrated and afraid and scared and stressed out by the whole situation. And that's why they took it out on Jeff because they're flawed human beings. <laughs> and granted, we did not get the father's side of that. Only the mother. No, <laughs> the father could be I, like, ah, oh, fuck him. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> no, that that's fair. Yeah, uh, but like, and again, like that's why he's sleeping. But we're getting from the mom's side, which again, like. Yeah, she's she's you can see the seams like splitting whenever she's like trying to hold herself like uh the trying to like mask herself to like this image of like a a normal family. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think the story is written very well in that regard. Um uh, like of evoking the right emotions, the right emotional beats and giving us care, like, giving us having us give a shit about characters and scenes. <laughs> At least that's mm-hmm. from my perspective of this. So, or how I was reading it. So, yeah, the characters aren't just names. Yeah, exactly. They're not just cardboard cutouts for the most part. Um, I don't think there is really a character in here that's super like even if they're a cardboard cutout, they are a well constructed cardboard cutout. <laughs> um like the, I'd say the, Bob I Randall mean, is pretty cardboardy because like, okay, yeah, well, he, he's not him. necessary. He's like he's he's just a one off name. Like he's Billy we don't we don't have a scene with him in it so like except for like a flashback so that's fine you don't need to have him again it's he's he's not there as a person he's there as a bit of like exposition or scenery he may have been one of the cops that came to the door was he i thought he i thought it depends if he was a cop wasn't he like some rich guy though yeah yeah bob bob and yeah billy's parents are are the richest in town randall's uh sorry randy's (laughs) randy's dad (laughs) is the sheriff Okay, I only say that because one of the cops that came to Jeff's house, his name was Bob. Oh, I don't and think it's the same Bob. One person um, in town with the name Bob. Yeah, clearly, yeah that that makes one hundred percent sense. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> uh, on to my next thing here. Uh, I see Billy lowered his head and, for a moment, pensive before turning to look at Jeff. Yes. I think I can help you here. My father knows people. I'm sure I can get him to straighten everything out. It felt as if a huge weight was lifted off of Jeff's shoulders. I would. You have no idea how much this means to me, Billy. The boy smiled. It is literally the least I could do. It doesn't seem right that someone else should suffer for trying to help me. Jeff came to Billy on the day of his... Well, his birthday. (laughs) Not his... (laughs) Uh, I, I don't know why, but as I was reading this story, as I was reading this part where like Billy is like offering like help, like because his, his parents like are the richest and they know things, they can, they can, they have influence and stuff. I immediately went into like Godfather mode. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could you tell. come to me on the day of my birthday. <laughs> uh, and again, I love how this story is figuratively showing me a piece of candy multiple times as things look up for Jeff and Lou. And then pull it away as a mode to grab it to reveal how things turn bad for Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a roller coaster of emotions here. <laughs> I'm almost going to cry. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> I know, but it's like, I don't want it to be. It's like, damn it, this story, the way it's written, it's like, no, yeah, things are going to go, yeah, things are going to turn out great for Jeff. He's going to become best friends with Billy. 
that him, Lou, and Billy will, uh, him, uh, Jeff, Lou, and Billy will just like, we'll have a whole adventures together in this in this new town, and things will look up. But then, no shit happens. Yeah, like Jeff gets like really it good was at not video good. games, and he gets on a um, like an MLG team, and they call him Jeff the Killer because he like kills people so yeah. good in Call of Duty. Exactly, and then we get and a that's video how game the story creep. Ends. <laughs> exactly, and then like if you want to add like in a horror element, we can tell you like the sequel is a video game creepypasta about yeah. Jeff having the. But Jeff the Killer, the uh, <laughs> the the uh, pro gamer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I was just like, I, yes, I think I can help you. My father knows people. <laughs> that is his voice now in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little Billy, little Billy, who's like I think like a little bit younger than Jeff, yeah. has like has a uh, Godfather's voice. The uh, like that is, I thought it was because like he said something after he got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's like, oh god, oh god, yeah. kicked in the nuts. <laughs> but no, that's the way we now, No, he's just got cotton in his mat. He he's got cotton in his cheeks. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. like, because that's how that's how actually the, the the actor pulled that voice off for the Godfather. He had like cotton in his mouth. Nice. Yeah, Marlon Brando. That's that's the guy go. who played uh, Don uh, Don Vito Corleone or Corleone, uh, which is the guy is like you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> like I that aside. Um, uh, oh God, no! I got Billboard Billy lines. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh wait, shouldn't um, shouldn't Jeff be talking like uh, <laughs> freaking? Uh, um, Al Pacino. Just for walking. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. Uh, here we go. Randy started to come into school with some pretty bad cuts and bruises, but no one would say anything because his dad is the police chief. It wasn't too long before he started his bus fare collection. That's no excuse. Jeff shook his head. I got plenty of problems. You don't see me taking out on people smarter than me. What can I say? Maybe they're just assholes. Billy and smiled and Jeff laughed. What? This is awesome. Okay, I'm glad. So much better now that they have stupid accents. Now they have now they have a mafia the accents. Best accents. Yeah. yeah. Now they have like New York uh like uh a mafia like godfather accents, basically. Yeah. Uh anyway, moving so yeah, on to my actual comment about this whole thing. Uh, I do like how this story gives us some explanation for the bullies being bullies, even if it's a bit Stephen King cliche, like the the dad drinks and beats his kid. That's why the kid is a bully. Like it's it's often a reason why bullies are bullies is because their their home life is crappy. But it, in stories and in fiction, it is rather cliche. <laughs> um, however, the story then goes the goes that extra mile. By confessing that they could just be assholes. <laughs> and like later we see that Keith is really the biggest dick of them all, planning on getting on going even farther uh with the Jeff beatdown than even Randall than even Randy was comfortable with. Yeah. Um, so it, it adds a sprinkle of context-based guilt <laughs> to the catharsis of seeing these assholes dealt with by Jeff later. <laughs> like, yeah, with there's a little bit of context of like they're not they're 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 again. They're human beings. They're crappy, but they're also kind of understandable on their circumstances. They're just dumb, shitty kids. So, but do they deserve to die? 
Some might say yes, <laughs> because they're bullies. Some might be a little bit more lenient and might feel a little bit more, a little bit bad when they finally die. <laughs> but... Their assholishness is on a tiered system as well. Because it's yes. like Troy was not, he was like low level asshole. Yeah, Troy was just Randy... in, ba- in a bad crowd. Yeah, he was just, yeah. He Rand- was just a follower, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, then Randy is like mid tier asshole. Where like he's the leader and he's telling them what to do, but he has his reasons. And then Keith is just top tier asshole. Yeah, and and I was, uh, to to add on to Randy, we do see evidence that he wasn't actually pla- he was just planning on scaring Jeff. He wasn't planning on going as far as Keith was going to go. Yeah, like Keith here is the sociopath. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who p- potentially deserved it. Yeah, Randy yeah. needed the shit kicked out of him. And Troy just needs to get just, scared. Yeah. Troy just be like, Troy, just hang out with us <laughs> instead of them. You're fine. Yeah, Troy just Troy just needs to get scared straight. <laughs> like yeah. he just needed he just needed that uh like he needed that push to get away from the from a bad crowd, <laughs> basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and it's it's kind of ironic that he's the one that gets like killed the like the in first. He's just like Yeah, ganked. unfortunately. Yeah, just like choked out. Well, because he targeted um, the lowest tier assholes first, and worked his way. Oh, up that's to true. The yeah, tier. yeah, that's mm. that's actually true. Like the story goes from like, and again, we even see like, um, like Keith is even more of an asshole because like he doesn't have to outrun Jeff; he just has to outrun the uh, outrun Randy. Yeah, um, or at least <laughs> he thought he did. at least he thought he had to just outrun Randy. Mm. Um, but moving on to my my last note here, or my actual thoughts, uh, Margaret knew they were considering Jeff as a suspect. But the victims had been ripped apart. The savage nature of the attacks practically incapable of being administered by a human, a lot, uh, let alone a teenage boy. Margaret prayed that the boys had simply been victims of some psychotic killer, as terrible as that would be. And I mean, in a way, Jeff is also a victim of a psychotic killer. It's just also him. <laughs> Is again like Jeff is like annoyingly likable in the story, like or understandably likable in the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like it's really like like I liked the part, especially like uh when when the bullies show up at the at the um at the party, and he's given the choice of like dealing with the bullies there in the in the yard and causing a ruckus in the uh, having things escalate in the birthday party or. Quietly walk, leaving the uh, leaving the premises to take his uh, lumps from the the bullies, and then like so like that things won't like escalate. Like he's he plays he's like he's like kind of like teetering on the edge of like protagonist to new antagonist. <laughs> and again, it's that final push when you know Keith socks him in the back of, over the over the side of the head with a bottle. Um, that he he finally loses it and like loses himself to the darkness and becomes the villain. Um, and yeah, I just I thought that was like a really I, again through this entire story like we see that kind of that struggle that Jeff has in his origin story, and it's so much more illustrated and clear in this version of the story. <laughs> but uh, that is true. That is that is my actual thoughts. So Mikey, the East stands for evil. Let's see. Uh, so, my first actual thought um, is in the beginning. Uh, the opening was dark, 
So dark, in fact, John thought wryly that even if there were a monster in there, he wouldn't be able to tell. Suddenly, impossibly, the darkness moved. Out of the blackness flashed a whisper of silver reflecting the hallway light ever so slightly. And another quote. Opening his eyes, John saw the face of the thing from the closet illuminated by the light from the hall. Whatever it was couldn't be human. Greggly black hair framed a face so pale it was practically white. So, my issue here is, if it's so white, how come he can't see it in the darkness? <laughs> Supernatural powers. <laughs> well... If I take a white t-shirt and put it in a cupboard and go in the cupboard with the t-shirt and close the, the cupboard door, I cannot see the t-shirt anymore because it's pitch black. Darkness yeah, that's true. Like, all. Yeah, the sh- yeah, like there's just a little bit of light from the from the uh, uh, from the, the 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 hallway, like that's leaking in from the the doorway, and like the only bit of light we see is like the sliver the, the sliver of silver from the knife when it comes into the light to stab. Um, to stab John in the uh, in the jugular, and he sees Jeff's face when he is out post stab. Yeah, which means he's in the light now, so he can see that he is a pale motherfucker. <laughs> I, 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 I just feel like you'd be able to at least see an outline potentially of something in the darkness, especially if it's white, because there's got to be some form of light. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, this could again also lend to that that there's something supernatural about Jeff that allows him to like slink into darkness and and blend in. Or it's just because the cupboard it wasn't an empty cupboard. If it wasn't if it, if it was an empty cupboard, yes, I would see that. But because there was other shit in there, probably including white t-shirts and stuff like that, or coats or whatever. Yeah, he'd be it would just be another white silhouette in there that didn't necessarily look like a face. But when yeah. it moved, that's when he noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> that's Mikey yeah. saying, yeah, you're wrong, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to just choose to, that you're wrong. <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. You're allowed to be wrong, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then uh, my next actual thought here. Uh, He drew his arm back and with one precise, brutal motion stabbed the thin boy in the arm, the knife blade easily sliding through the muscle. And I thought is, oh, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just, I just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I just like, I, I didn't like, I, I like almost like kind of phantom felt that. I was like, ooh, <laughs> like because the way it's, it's, it's almost, so so much instead of just yeah. stabbed him in the arm. Exactly. Like it almost felt like a um like a Mortal Kombat scene where like you see the like the blade go through the muscle tissue and like th- like oh, between it the bones and goes X ray. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so. My next actual thought is at the end uh, where the mother gets stabbed. Why doesn't she scream or say the things that it says she's thinking? Because she wasn't stabbed. 
No, it, I think it stabs her in the side. Stabs her in the side, like You're to right. where. Um, shock. Yeah, that's <laughs> if I'm, I can go with. Yeah, if I'm proposing a an excuse, <laughs> I would I would say shock does that to people. Like they they have a hard time, like reacting. It would be nice if she even just said so, something as simple as like "I'm sorry" as she's dying. Exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I kind of wish she had said something. Although it makes it even more like tragic <laughs> that she doesn't even get to to rasp that out because before dying, because like she had all these feelings we get to see right before she dies. But because she doesn't say it, then Jeff is like, "Okay, yeah, she deserved it. She didn't care." Yeah, there's no. Re- yeah, th- yeah. He doesn't get a uh, like he doesn't, get a, um, he, he doesn't question himself. He doesn't question his uh, his actions. Mm-hmm. Thus, like. Continuing, he, he he that that that's the tragedy of of like how, him becoming a villain, is that he had no one like no one he didn't get uh, he didn't give anybody the chance to um to apologize or to uh, to um no, snap him out of of what was happening of his new reality. Like maybe this would have done the same thing that it, like how what happened when he was at, at the fight with the bullies and Lou snapped him out of like killing them. Maybe if his mom had had apologized, it might have been enough air, like metaphysically, for for the old Jeff to survive and like get yeah. to the surface. But yeah, that, again, that's the tragedy of this horror story: is that the killer continues on being a killer because the people that could have helped him didn't get a chance. All right, do 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 do. And then uh, my last actual thought here. Uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent. Uh-oh. Wow. Uh, why does Uncle Ben have to die? So, I'm making the comparison to the Spider-Man origin movies. Every time they reboot Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies. <laughs> and it's one of those things that really annoys me about reading or watching origin stories over and over. So while I was reading this, all I could think of was that I've read this before and I know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but so... it was done it was done a lot more um <laughs> it, it was it was it was done in a way, it was done to like clean up and improve the the, the bad past Let's be honest. The, the the one that we've all read of Jeff the Killer, the origin story that we all read of Jeff the Killer, was a bad pasta. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So this is a a, a remake, like yeah. a remaster, if you want to compare it to video game stuff. Mm-hmm. They take an old popular game and bring it up to new standards, like two decades later. Yeah. Um, and that's even like what Shadow Swimmer, like said, like they 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 wanted to take the original story and improve it and make it like clean it up and make it better. Uh, and even add their own little bits to it. And yeah. And in regards to what you were saying, Mikey, we have read previous stories of Jeff where it is different. I'm pretty sure yes. one of the ones that I liked, the, none of the bullies died. Was that the like, 2015 one? I don't know. I can't keep them straight. The one <laughs> where um, they were in the, the garage and there was a flare gun that shot at Jeff. That was, yeah, that was the 2015 uh, uh, banning one. Yeah, I don't think any of the bullies died in that one. 
No, I don't think they got. I think they all. If they if they died, it was off screen. <laughs> yeah. Like we never we never found out what their their fate because like um yeah that was the one where like in an alternate universe of this alternate universe, <laughs> um Randy and Randy and uh, and Jeff become friends. <laughs> but. Did they? Yeah, remember that was like they were, they spent like hours at, like hanging out with each other because their parents or because their moms, um, like uh, like made them like hang out, and they it was actually like kind of like it was like oh man like Randy's act like Randy's actually not such a bad guy he's actually like hanging out with Jeff and like they're building a little bit of a bond and then as soon as the, the parents leave, that's when like he said he like uh had set this trap to it uh to yeah. uh deal with with Jeff. Yeah, it was like a high level. End boss villainage stuff. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he double crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It it is something that happens though. Like you, you are right, Mikey. The the whole thing yes. of like, yeah, reading reading this story again. We've all read this story multiple times in different iterations. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but so I guess uh, if that's what the author was going for, which was just a rewrite of the story. Then yes, they were successful. Because <laughs> yeah. I, while reading this, I was like, okay, yep, we're hitting the same sort of beats. That... Yeah, sorry, I should have opened with that because that, like, I had actually meant to open with like the fact that Shadow Swimmer wrote this with the intention of of taking the original story and like m- like adding some things, but ultimately like just fixing up the original story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least from what I've read on some uh, like some things that they like either I think it was either in the email that they sent sent us or um, it was like a, a an author's note um, on the the wiki itself or something. Okay. Yeah, that's the end of my actual thoughts. Okay, and gamer. Okay. <clears throat> Here's all the things wrong with it. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, the intro death scene had like good visuals and all that. It was um, it's kind of fucked up to see it, that he's like killing people for no apparent reason at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, did because previously he did that in the first one. Uh, oh, I was gonna say, didn't he always have reasons why? Like he wasn't just randomly no. doing it for no reason. No, he just killed for for no reason after like after after the origin story, he just kills. <laughs> Um, like there's no rhyme or reason after, after the origin, like he's just killing for the sake of killing. (laughs) Yeah. I guess in hindsight, in regards to this one, this story at least gives a a quote unquote reason why he's doing it instead of just, I'm crazy. Yeah. He's got a, he's got uh, a mission. Uh, He's got a mission from God. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone must go to sleep. (laughs) Mm. Um, also I think in the original story, I could be wrong. Like there's a newspaper clipping and there's also like, the the encounter with Jeff in the house, but Jeff doesn't get around to killing the people. He 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 escapes the house like uh, as the as the the dad shows up. In this one, he straight up kills the dad and the son. But in yeah. the in the in the original story, he just he fled the scene before he could kill. So this one's a little bit more brutal, I guess, than the original. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the grim dark remake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So then after the intro. It's the actual story where it's talk. It goes back into the past, <clears throat> talking about Jeff. And it starts with Jeff's alarm went off without warning. His hand reached out to slap the switch and kill the annoying buzzing. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, he's already having murderous thoughts. I see. It begins. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> with the first line, 
second sentence, he killed that annoying buzzing. I just now just like see. I imagine like he, he just pulls a knife, grabs a butcher knife off his te- desk, and just like huh, stab <laughs> the alarm yeah. clock, the radio. Or the Stabs it, clock. lifts it off the table, drops the knife and the uh, alarm clock into the the garbage in front of it. Opens the drawer, pulls out a new alarm clock and a new knife for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's another yeah in the in the waste basket. There's like a bunch of like yeah. killed <laughs> killed in quotes alarm clocks. <laughs> That's silly. Yes. I like it. <clears throat> so um, in this one, you've kind of touched on this, but I like that his pale white skin is being written into the story just as his natural skin because they don't have to stumble around to figure out how to make someone look like the image because it's just, he's th- just that way there. It doesn't have to happen in the course of the story. It's like that from the get-go. Yeah. And again, from what I've read, um, Shadow Swimmer wanted to like kind of address those plot holes of like, how like kind of make it again clean up the the issues like the plot holes of like how jeff became jeff like it, both physically and mentally so mm-hmm. and in doing so with the pale skin and everything it's made him a very different character compared to all the other ones cuz all the other ones he's um before he's um turned into jeff the killer he's basically your standard uh story pro- protagonist maybe a little e- like emo-y or whatever or, but yeah. he's mainly just a normal dude but in this, he's very different because he's picked on and completely depressed, and yeah, he's all Sorry. that. Yeah, so I, as much of a rewrite as this is, Jeff himself is very different. Yeah, it does like it. It differentiates itself from the others in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like like you said, like he's not like a normal like in the other ones. I feel like he was more just like the wonder bread character (laughs) like he was good at everything or like he was he stood up for things even in this story like he doesn't stand up for the the kid who's being bullied it's it's lou the hat that that pulls uh jeff into the things because lou is a more altruistic character yeah um and we're in this story like again we're given because of his albinoism it it helps for giving him the the physical description of what of jeff's skin in the in the images and stuff like that in the iconography but it also gives him a reason for for his mental, um, uh, like his self, uh, his his uh, self consciousness, his 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 troubles and his uh, his issues and stuff. Because yeah, like he's basically an outsider in terms of um, uh, the social circles. Mm-hmm. And again, giving him the uh, the the dead girlfriend uh, who was similar to him and like she was an out an outsider kind of character, and then but she couldn't deal with it and she committed suicide. That that fucking would would fuck someone up especially at that age yeah to the point that he's talking to her in his head still like he's so much more troubled than every other jeff in every other jeff story yeah and yeah so it's it, it, it the, the groundwork is put there um so it doesn't like just suddenly like he doesn't just snap out of no uh, for no reason <laughs> yeah it's believable quote-unquote i guess yes. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, yeah, maybe, maybe believable, but I, I see it more of like, again, the groundwork is being laid more than just like, just thrown at us <laughs> when it happens. Yeah, they they lay down the uh, the railroad tracks before driving the train down the down the path. <laughs> yeah, they put yeah. the they, they actually put the rail spikes in so uh, uh, onto the tracks before you know having the train go over it, <laughs> thus yeah, derailing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, um, speaking of the voice. Um, he's talking to the voice and he says, um, sorry, the voice says, uh, you're allowed to miss me. 
wish you wouldn't feel bad. I'm happier now, happier than I ever was in life. I don't want you to be sad and all that. And I don't know how I feel about this. Well, I kind of do, actually. Um, but this is the made-up voice in the head of a kid who's having a lot of issues. But I'm not really a fan of how it paints suicide in as some like awesome thing. Because the voice in his head is saying, like, I'm so much happier now. Like, I'm basically saying I'm so happy. I'm glad that I did this. Hence why I thought that this was going to go down the road of Jeff being convinced to kill himself. Yeah. And I think that that's probably, well, I feel like that's a lot of what, a, I mean, again, I've never had to, fortunately never had to deal with that kind of situation before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like it's it sort of, I can see it two ways. Either it's like the, the whole thing of um, like, they're in a better place. Like it's that kind of like talk that we have when someone dies and you have, and you're grieving and somebody like tries to help you like kind of when you try to cope with that kind of grief. It's like, well, they're in a better place now. They're probably happy there. Um, like, all their worries are over. Uh, and they wouldn't want you to feel bad about it. Like, because, like, yeah. there, there's nothing nothing that can be done. So, like, with, like, like sort of, like, the end of that grieving process is for, you, is for the person to move on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of partially of what it was doing. But it's also that, that other angle of, like, I'm think again, kind of going on the idea of, like, this thing is trying to trick, perhaps trick um, uh, Jeff if it is uh, some kind of demon force or if it's again, the psychosis, it starts off like pleasant and then gets more and more twisted. Uh, So it's like, it's starting off like trying to make him feel better and stuff about things. And then like, maybe it's, it's original intent was for Jeff to, uh, to commit suicide himself. And then Jeff just went the, an opposite direction in that maybe because of his, his brother's like um, sort of support, like initial support, maybe that's what kind of helped him pull away from like the suicidal angle and go more for the homicidal angle. Mm-hmm. Like everyone should be happy. Like, cause he's also, you, you also get in the uh, later in the story, like while he's curled up on his bed, like grieving from his brother being um, taken away. Like he, he sh- like he's, he's blaming himself. He should have been strong enough like to, uh, to accept the, to accept what happened and stuff like that. And so like, I could see that being interpreted as like, Jeff doesn't des- Jeff doesn't think he deserves to um to die but by killing people like he's helping them sort of situation like that's where the psychosis is coming for- is going it's like a lovecraftian alien situation where it's like i'm helping <laughs> yeah well yeah or, or like again like more just like a like sort of the um like a skewed perspective mm-hmm. kind of happening and again like you, you we definitely see that by the end too so <laughs> hey, you're going to die anyways i'll just just making it quicker for you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. Let's go deep. <laughs> a little bit. So this next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't mean anything. Lou blurted out. By what I said this morning, Katie wasn't crazy. Definitely weird, but not crazy. I don't recall Lou ever calling Katie crazy. He, okay. It's subtext. <laughs> I know you hate it. <laughs> But I, I'll pull up the I'll pull up the I'll pull up the quote because it's 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 in there. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Okay, go past the so I'm back. Make sure you're not form. reading a different story than me. I am reading the I'm reading the right story, gamer. <laughs> um, yeah. Hang on, where is it? Because um, he's, he's trying. It. Okay, you found it. Okay, you read it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that skin of yours. Guarantee you could have all the super hot goth chicks throwing themselves at you with. A little effort, 
I have on good authority those girls are crazy in all the right ways. Yep. And then it's sort of the first inkling that we kind of, or the first bit of context. And then, and then, he, and then Jeff immediately switches like to like an angry mode and Lou realizes what he said. And it's only later that we realize that like, Katie was a goth girl and she committed suicide. So like, yeah, like that's, it's subtext in the story. Oh, so the character <laughs> it, that I didn't know existed. They said, ah, fine. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a journey element. Yeah. Like it's, it's an element that's like, it's sort of like it's there. Uh, and when it clicks, it's like, Oh, kind of. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same sort of thing where it was like, oh, what did he say that pissed off Jeff? Like, why is he suddenly angry with Lou? And then, yeah, it's not until later when we find out that it's the uh, girlfriend that was goth that it goes, you sort of can make that connection. Yeah. But he also said, I have it on good authority that those girls are crazy in all the right ways. Like, it's not a. He was trying to, crazy. like. No, yeah, but but somebody in Jeff's mindset might, like, again, like, because he said goth girls crazy like yeah it, it it's that's what triggered it more than uh, like in all the right places and jeff just suddenly tunnel visioned at that point because that's that's what triggering does like you don't re, you don't hear everything when somebody says something that you that triggers you <laughs> yeah i suppose yeah either way reading that i was confused as mikey was as well and i looked back and i could not find where he was referring to that specifically but whatever it doesn't matter moving on okay um, this one is just kind of like a recap of like when it gets to the point where it's talking about uh, the wig and how she cut her hair off and she wore this wig and um, he took it everything because he figured he wants something to remember her by yeah by that point I'm pretty sure everything about Jeff the Killer was already set up because like white skin he has mm-hmm. natural odd pigmenta- pigmentation the smile um, Katie keeps telling him to smile more Later on, yep. he actually cuts it in, but that's the whole, why smiling is in here. Yeah, go to sleep because Katie said, "Um, uh, that's what she did when she killed herself." Yeah, uh, the black hair is the wig, the white hoodie is the sweatshirt. That's literally everything about Jeff the Killer already yep. set up before. This is before even the bullies showed up. Yeah, yeah, no, we're we're getting all the setup, like the groundwork for the character. Yeah, like a lot of groundwork was set up in the story, and I appreciate it for that. Then um, I like the slow progression of the dream as the days go on. Um, it yeah, also helps keep like, track of the days, kind of like chapter marks as well. Yeah, like because every time he's he's passed out or like he's out, like he's sleeping, is when that happens. So yeah, it was cool. Like it got it more cool and more like the progression yeah. of it as well. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's not it's the same scene repeated over and over, but it's it, there's a little bit more information given to us every time like it's and again i could see that in a movie 100 percent. like so like because i've seen i think i've seen that in a couple of movies where like it, the, the person keeps having the same recurring dream and at the beginning of the story we don't really have a whole lot of context to it but then as the story as the movie goes we see the dream more and more and there's a few more extra bits added into the dream to make it more clear as to what's going on yeah again this to me anyway this story was done very cinematically <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then with the ending, um, I'm glad that we get a reason that he's killing literally everyone, like in the intro. 
it ties yeah. it in well to the intro because I really didn't think that the intro scene was going to go anywhere. I thought I was going to be finishing the story and be like, well, it doesn't explain why he's killed these random people because I thought he always had somewhat of a reason. Yeah. But now he does. So mm-hmm. yay. That is the end of my notes. All right. So on to final thoughts. So I'm addressing this to Shadow Swimmer 77. You goddamn maniac. You took the popular bad creepypasta Jeff the Killer story, and not only did you clean it up, but you gave it far more life and character than I thought possible or expected from the original material. Bravo. Yeah, the story, I mean, obviously there's there's some faults that we found in it. But ultimately, um, I found myself like my notes were sparse, <laughs> like like whole swaths Which is of the usually story. A good thing. Yeah, like whole swaths of the story like had no notes in it. In fact, I had to go back and like go in and like add in some extra ones, like the um, uh, like the uh, you come to me on the day of my dad's wedding, <laughs> yeah. like that whole scenario. Like that, I had to add that in later. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like as I was going through, it's like, yeah, I enjoyed. Like it's it's the Jeff the Killer story. Like I we've read it all before multiple times. For this show, I thought out of all the ones that like all the versions that we've had, like the this one in terms of like being as close to the original material of the of the popular version, this is really damn good in terms of like the writing, getting the emotional beats, making us feel for the characters, um, and and building the groundwork, like, giving us the groundwork before like to 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 kind of build up the character, the icon of Jeff the Killer, so. I recommend this story. Now that I've got a give, I've given a gushing review. <laughs> Mikey, the East stands for evil. Uh, what kind of evil is it? By the way, is it like truthful evil, or like lawful evil? Sorry, neutral. Is evil? it neutral, chaotic, or lawful? <laughs> Probably just... neutral. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about right. So yeah, um. The, the the major thing for me that was a deterrent, but it's going to happen because with any Jeff the Killer story, is the treading over ground that's been tread over before and stomping on Uncle Ben's corpse over and over. <laughs> Just kicking that dead body. <laughs> yeah. Kicking old, the dead horse known as, known as Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, I... I feel like, yeah, you're, you, we can't get away with that, un, or we can't get away from that, unless we're reading a, a like a story that is not an origin of Jeff the Killer. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think the I think the closest we've ever come to that, <laughs> honestly, in this show, <laughs> is maybe like Jeff versus Jane the Killer, or or Jeff the Killer versus Slenderman, <laughs> like the ones that are clearly like a sequel or like a an expanded story, like away from the origin. Wasn't there one where? The bullies were the main characters, and they were on a camping trip, and they just said yes. a story about Jeff, and then he and it was murdered in, them. And then it was inadvertently a Jane the Killer origin story. Was it? <laughs> yeah, because at the end, it was Jane that ended up becoming like, uh, like obsessed with Jeff the Killer. Oh, there was yeah, a no, girl there with them as well, named Jane. Yeah. Oh, okay. But either way, Jeff showed up and did the killing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff was basically. It was basically a Camp Crystal Lake scenario where like. Randy, uh, Randy, Keith, and uh, I think it was Randy, Troy. Keith, Ro- uh, Troy, Lou, and and uh, and and Jane 
uh, were going out for a camping trip for like their last hurrah before high school. Uh, and, and then Jeff was like the, the Voorhees character who just like killed them all, except for Jane and Lou, I want to say, or maybe it was Randy who survived. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Jane had like, like from the, from the events, like lost her shit um, and was like hospitalized. And in her like room, in her hospitalized room, she like had like always watching like Jeff the killer, like basically gone completely nuts. And when she when she was out of uh, when she went out of there, um, the character who the other survivor character found like Jane's like oh, like Jane had like broken into her into his like car or like damaged his car and like scra- like uh, like keyed his car with like always watching or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that again. That one was was a Jeff the Killer non origin story, but it was a Jane the Killer origin story. <laughs> so there was an origin in there, but it, again, it, the reason I brought it up is because it wasn't treading over the same ground. Yes, that's true. Yes, let's continue. Okay, and thinking about it, I, I might have just come up with a potential plot hole. Oh no! So if Billy's parents have money and sway, then why does Randy still pick on Billy? Uh, because he can get away with it because his dad's still the sheriff, which is sort of yeah. equal ground with the richest person in town. <laughs> but, I mean, they're going to talk to each other and be like, hey, can you tell your son not to pick on my son and wave around $100 bills? The, the other Slap issue, him. though, is... No, the <laughs> other issue here is Billy being cowed into not speaking up against yeah, but when uh, he gets home with like scars on him and bruises what's he gonna he, say yeah okay so that doesn't okay so like i i hear what you're saying like logically that should like should be how the end of it like goes home tells his parents his parents basically like muscle in on 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 uh randy's dad randy gets goes to juvie or something like that or like there's a big a hubbubaloo about that logically in a real world that would happen or in 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 a in a reasonable world. However, even in the real world, that's the whole premise. That's the whole dilemma of bullies: is that the bully is able to cow the the victim into not talking, <laughs> even when the victim is someone who would realistically probably have immunity to bullying because of how rich he is. No, that wouldn't be immunity, man. Like, no, I like I I, I hear you in a reasonable world. I would love like that. That's that's the good. That's the good end. But that doesn't always happen. <laughs> As someone who has been bullied multiple times in my life, <laughs> that does not happen. Well, you're not rich, so <laughs> no, that is true. But again, like the whole, it's, it's the situation. The scenario is the same. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the it's the 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 power here is not money. The power here is the helplessness that the victim has that the, that the bully is instilling in the, in the victim. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the whole thing of Billy wanting to help, well, it's just like, if he's willing to help Jeff, why can't he help himself? Um, years of being bullied and self-consciousness or like, uh, or, um, like Billy's whole thing of being able to save Jeff is like my dad is rich, so I can stop bullying. No, so... <laughs> it isn't that. Like okay. the reason why, like Billy is offering to help Jeff and Lou with the whole with that whole scenario because 
for the first time, probably in Billy's life, he has a, fr- a potential friend in, uh, and I, I, and and a support, uh, like a, a group of uh, like a a uh, a means of support, i.e., Jeff, and possibly Lou, because they were the ones that try that tr- that tried to stop uh, the the uh, the beating earlier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it's basically it's not about the money so much like that that's that's helping here it's the the fact that like for the first time billy has someone that, that can he can rely on um that's his own age yeah. like cuz he even says like all the other people at his party aren't his friends <laughs> yeah that's true they're just so, there because because his money. family's rich yeah yeah and jeff and lou would be the only ones that would actually be plan- would be uh, would be willing to help out this kid and he's latching on to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, again, I don't want to sound like I'm like fighting you like for this. It's just like I understand. Like I, I absolutely agree with you. Like in a re- in a realistic world, that's what would happen. The world isn't that nice. <laughs> I have found in my life. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out because it came to me. Yeah. No, that's uh, fair. So the. Um, I liked certain aspects of it being uh, realistic, like the albinoism and the wig and stuff like that. Um, and uh, overall, I think I can only give this a partial recommendation, but that's only because of my own bias of reading. Got the killer origin story as many many times. <laughs> you just could. You, you barely contained. You were barely able to stomach this 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 one more origin story. <laughs> yeah, if we get another one, I'm going to be throwing up all over this podcast. Oh god, <laughs> that's fair. I, I promise. In the future, I will try to vet out the uh, the Jeff the Killer stories that are or just origin stories. <laughs> Because how many times can it be redone, right? I mean, I yeah. say that, but this time, <laughs> at least it was different. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, your recommendation then, Mikey? Yep. All right. Gamer. So as far as Jeff's stories go, like it was, it was very good, honestly. I know that's not saying much since I've only liked one or two out of the whole lot of Jeff stories, but praise be praise is what praise is. Um, I like that they did away with the bleach and fire stuff. I like uh, how I like, so, sorry, I didn't mean I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but did anybody else like the, the the fact that they like we almost had a scene where like they lit him on fire, but then Jeff snapped the guy's neck, and so he didn't get to like light the guy, light him on fire. Yeah, they teased it. <laughs> Yeah, they was like, oh, 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 no, we're not doing that. (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You die. (laughs) That's probably the reason they got rid of it. Yep. But yeah, I like that. I like that the, um, I like that all the aspects of Jeff the Killer are tied in. um, Most of them to the loss of his girlfriend. um, And he's a lot more sympathetic of the character this time. Mm -hmm. However, um, I don't really like the romanticizing of the idea of suicide and murder that this story kind of gives, in my opinion. Um, okay. Like, yes, it's through the eyes of a psychopath, but still, um, 
Worst things have happened with less. I'm looking at you, real life Slenderman sacrifice. Um, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that Slenderman stuff isn't even directly about sacrifice stuff. This is directly about killing people and have and that is awesome and you're helping them. You know, yeah. It has more pull for that sort of crap to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't like that I had to spend the better part of an hour just to wrap my head around a single paragraph. Maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But... No, I, I don't. I, I, I agree with you on the, on the, on that paragraph. It was clunky because of that exposition that was just kind of pushed in. <laughs> yeah, when I finished it, it's shocking how a <laughs> single a single sentence is what caused all of my problems. If I didn't read that sentence, it would have been fine. Yeah, it's crazy. But like again, reading that really stopped the flow of the story for me. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like. I was on a long road trip with good friends. There's like great music, laughing, having great fun. Then all of a sudden, bam, there's a police roadblock. The car's Bluetooth messes up. You have to listen to the crappy radio and like the frustrations building as the conversation gets worse and like more and more sour. And sure, we get past the roadblock after like an hour and the car Bluetooth starts working again, but the mood just isn't the same anymore, you know? Yeah, the mood's been ruined. Yeah. Yeah, I I get you. Also, just not not as a counter, but like as a um, just as a point, this is a, the origin story of a villain. So, like, and that's often what horror does is like gives you uncomfortable perspectives. Um, so, like the whole like romanticizing of suicide, yes, like that's not that's not comfortable at all, and that shouldn't happen. But this is a tale about a villain, like the start of a villain. So, yeah, like the start of a monster. So it is. It is. I. I. I I, not not to detract from your statement, it's like yes, I agree. Like we should not romanticize like suicide because that's no bueno. <laughs> and <laughs> like, murder, not just suicide. Oh, okay, also murder, yes. <laughs> but I mean, like, like, and if yeah, if you have suicidal thoughts, like you should talk to somebody about that. Mm. Um, however, yeah, in regards to the the story and the fiction, like, yeah, that it's sort of the the uncomfortable perspective that we're we have to read because this is a horror story. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like that sort of thing might be a lot less comfortable to some people compared to others. Like you said, you haven't had any like thoughts and stuff like that, so it's not it wasn't as much of a problem. But I don't know for me, it just kind of hit me weird. You know? you know what? That's yeah, that's true. Like, and I, I didn't mean like I I haven't had like that experience of like those thoughts. Like I meant like more. From the the point of view of like of, like I I've been fortunate like I haven't lost somebody or I, it's been a long time if I had lost somebody that I to like to deal with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so I can't I I don't recall like that kind of grief I don't have that context of the grief process I guess yeah is what I'm trying to say I <laughs> so I'm not gonna make this uh, more difficult I'll just I'm gonna shut up <laughs> either way overall I still give this like a high partial recommendation even with all that stuff because. I'm not going to let one catastrophic failure of a paragraph or maybe failure of my own brain to take away from the fact that the story is well done and it's a good departure from the original and fixes pretty much all the problems of the original. That being said, like clean up that one paragraph, please. If nothing else. (laughs) Thanks. Please, sir. Could you just clean up that one little mess? Yeah. That's my final thoughts. All right. Uh, and that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter, so you can talk to us there. Uh, Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W, because his name is very long. Yeah. 
and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for creepypastas, spooky things, cryptids. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. It's, it's growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupidly great. Yeah. Like our show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigamortis and select the backup you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely because you're helping keep those hosting bells at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your stories, without your reduxes your remixes of stories without your creepypastas that you share online um regardless of where you share them uh we find them (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we we read them and we wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about if you didn't do that so thank you guys (laughs) thank all of y'all out there until next time i have been your host review cultist these tens are evil and i'm the gamer in yellow and this has been Aldente Rigamortis. And go to sleep. Ah, shit. <laughs> God damn it.